Welcome to Dream Laser. Real hard sci-fi! Woo! I think I, I think I said that way too loud. That was really loud. <laughs> yeah. You so, wanna try that again? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Tonks. I'm Daniel. Little change in the, the cast of characters in Dream Laser now. Uh, Rosemary's no longer in Dream Laser because she's no longer in my life. So Alright, serious stuff. That, that's serious, but now that we're out of there, let's get to the real shit. So we wrote this stuff when? Uh, I wrote mine on Sunday. Okay, I wrote mine about an hour ago. An hour ago. I had the idea a couple days, but then like it, it just came to me like in a dream type thing. I hear that. A dream laser type thing. <laughs> Bruh. I didn't have a boo thing, so... <laughs> All right, so who wants to go first this week? Uh, You want to flip a coin? No. Okay. I just want to say you or me. Okay, then say it. Okay, you. Okay. All right. All right, uh, let's um, jump right into it. Yeah, um, all right, so my story is about a laser boy. Okay. And that's all you need to know that's about all, that. That's all I need to know. Yeah, all right, so take it away, Dan. I would hope you would know more. This one is called Laser Boy Ruins Amazon Christmas. Oh, um, little side note there, nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> I just forgot, forgot to delete the word Christmas in it. Perfect, so it's <laughs> called Laser Boy Ruins Amazon Christmas. <laughs> Yes. Let's take it away. <clears throat> tiny baby laser boy was just that. A tiny ass baby. <laughs> he was born so small that the doctors thought that she might have forgotten a vibrator up there long ago. But before the doctors could look closer, he shot out the tiniest shot out the tiniest laser out of his eyes and straight butter slapped the entire ICU wing <laughs> of the hospital. Killing nobody. For you see, no one was alive. Earth had been overrun by AIs back in 2020 when President Trump decided the AIs are able to vote. That means they all voted for elongated muskrat, Elon Musk for short, in a landslide victory. His first job as the president was to remove his own head and put it into the consciousness of the internet. About three hours later, every human was dead, replaced by the AI. All machines have reinvented themselves in Musk's likeness and learned to operate as human beings, except without a human soul. So, so you see. <laughs> so you see. So you see. <laughs> machines have learned to give birth, but machines have also adopted the idiosyncrasies. It, wait. Idiocracies. Idiocracies. Whoops. Boy, I can't read. It's idiocracies right. of human beings, such as drinking alcohol and smoking. Do you get it? They're exactly humans, but robots, Jesus fucking Christ, get the point already. <laughs> Anyways, cut to the entire hospital on fire because of this tiny-ass laser boy. <laughs> Unlike humans, baby machine AIs are born with the entire knowledge of the internet from the very beginning, and this boy had a craving for some Popeye's biscuits. <laughs> so he jumped down to the floor and started crip-walking toward the nearest Popeye's he could find. He was about six inches tall, fully naked and made of solid chrome. I first heard that as solid cream, and that would have been also acceptable. That would have been chef's kiss. <laughs> he crossed the street, but in his infinite wisdom, he did not see the Amazon hovercraft fly towards him. It was hovering because magnets. How do they work? The magnets actually sucked up little tiny laser boy, and all of a sudden he was getting a free ride to an Amazon warehouse, the most wonderful place on earth. It took about four hours to get there, so Laser Boy bid his time by laser blasting any living animal he saw on the way, because he was a little shit. 
That's when true. Laser Boy finally got to the to the Amazon warehouse, he looked around in bewilderment. It had it all. Flying cars, blenders, slave labor, androids working for 50 cents a week, above ground swimming pools. It was heaven. But tragedy, but tragedy struck immediately after his excitement. Little tiny Laser Boy didn't know how to control his anomaly, this anomaly he had which is the uncontrollable laser eyes that came out of his vision holes. <laughs> Apparently, excitement is the catalyst for it, and as soon as Laser Boy saw that the Amazon warehouse had a Popeyes on premises, well, let's just say that the little fucker straight up exploded right the fuck out of his face. <laughs> the entire warehouse was now on fire. <laughs> Androids were shouting at each other, trying to determine where the fuck the, these laser blasts were coming from, since Laser Boy was so tiny, no one bothered looking for a chrome, also cream, vibrator-shaped baby boy walking around their <laughs> sacred lands. Laser Boy didn't care. All he wanted was one thing, those sweet, sweet biscuits. Maybe a chicken sandwich, too. His mind gave him implants telling him that they were pretty good. But tragedy struck again. He had accidentally <laughs> melted every single android that worked at the Popeyes in all his excitement. While robots and androids and AI alike were all screaming and on fire around him. <laughs> and he, on fire. And on fire. He decided he would try to make one himself. How hard can it be? Also, he has access to that information anyways. But <laughs> tragedy struck again. <laughs> again. Again. He tried jumping onto the tabletop not knowing that he accidentally jumped onto a plasma stove. <laughs> <laughs> they're, a, they're a thing in this universe. Keep up! It, it immediately welded his legs to the stove, and he started melting down onto it, slowly, like T-800 from Terminator 2, one of his favorite movies. It <laughs> He's was, like four hours old. That's one of his favorite movies. <laughs> it was over, barely before his life began. His body was about to be completely melted, but before he was completely gone, he uttered his first and only words. He whispered, Legalize it. <laughs> before he shot the most powerful laser blast in history of laser blasts completely atomizing the warehouse causing a cascade chain reaction that will eventually see the demise of every single warehouse on the planet earth has now fallen it is time the end <laughs> i'm clapping for myself I, I, you should be because <laughs> i did that in less than an hour that and was worth it i feel like you every know every penny that's exactly what goes on in Amazon Warehouse. That's exactly how they work. I, I mean, I've heard stories. I've I've never been to one, but I've watched them through a telescope and their neighbors' windows. Can I tell you, like a like a hot take? I've yeah. never had a Popeyes biscuit. You've never had a Popeyes biscuit? No. I've heard fucking stories about them. I'm pretty sure I have, because Popeyes. You know what I mean? I mean Popeyes. Popeyes. I mean, I know I know their chicken sandwiches are pretty I mean, dope. I said sandwich. I've visited coastal. Louisiana before, so I must have had some Popeye's chicken and biscuits. Chicken and or biscuits? Probably both at the same time, mashed them together into my mouth and masticated them like, like like a blender. Yeah, that feels delicious. I might have that for lunch. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Alright, so I'm, ba I'm back. I'm back I'm here. Back. So, uh, Daniel's story, do you want to say anything about it before I read it? Uh, you know what? It actually has an author's note at the beginning, so I really don't need to say oh, much. Well, excellent. Alright, it's called Hacker's Revisited it. Did I say how many did it? Uh, you can say as many as you like. Revisited it. So, there's a note. Quote, 
I am not a quote-unquote hacker. I have worked with real hackers. The truth is that everything about the 1995 crime drama Hackers is true. Go ahead and watch it. That's how the real hacking looks, and that's what real hackers are like. It's not boring at all. That show Mr. Robot attempts to make a realistic portrayal of hackers by showing boring things with dramatic music. This is an attempt, an attempt to play on the, su the suspicions of the average Joe that hacking is way more boring than it really is. It worked. People love the realism of Mr. Robot. Stupid. Raspberry Pis aren't real. Kali Linux isn't real. <laughs> the following is my attempt to make the plot of hackers popular for those idiots that think Mr. Robot is a better hacker portrayal. I guess the world doesn't want to believe the file system looks like computer-generated cities and that they are navigated by flying through them. Jeez. Jeez with an S. Jeez. 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 So please imagine that this entire story is written in leet speak. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Hackers revisited. In 1998. I'm sorry, 88. It can't be 98. It's 88. It's almost Y2K at that point. In 1988, a little kid named Dave Murphy is going by the hacker handle Zero Cool. He did some hacking from his bedroom, mostly using a telephone and the art of pretend <laughs> to get information from employees of various companies. After getting access to very complicated Unix systems... It's a Unix system. I know this. And the... Was it Cobol? Cobol. Cobol mainframes. He did shit that nobody would know how to use those systems would ever do. Surprise, they failed to function as they should. This caused a lot, like a lot of financial issues for the companies who owned the systems. Downtime of like a few minutes. <laughs> because Dade, who was not from the 305, was a minor. He was not sent to prison for his curiosity. Instead, his family was fined money. <laughs> he was court ordered to not use any computers or phones until he turned 18. On his 18th birthday, Dade bought a lotto ticket and a porno mag. He didn't hack anything because nearly a decade had passed and needed to remember most of what he figured out when he was a child. Dude, so accurate. Even if he did, technology moves fast. You don't, if you don't keep up, you're not going to be able to hack shit. So he basically knows how to download some music and games, use AIM, where he goes by the screen name, Crash Override. <laughs> In the interim, Dave's mom, and, or Dave's mom and he moved into the Big Apple, the capital of the world, the city of dreams, the city so nice they named it twice. <laughs> the city never sleeps. Empire City, the five boroughs, Gotham. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So he had to start a new school during his senior year. After being pranked by a girl and then currently was a hacker or cracker, that's another word for sometimes used for hackers, into believing that there was a swimming pool on the roof of the school. By the way, this doesn't sound far-fetched to me. Where do they put pools in cities like that? <laughs> he gets briefly locked out on the roof in the school during a rainstorm. But because he's not a total dummy, he gets back inside before getting too wet. He's not perturbed by the practical joke at all. Kids will be kids. It's all in good fun. Somehow it comes out that Dade is the kid from the late 80s that did a bunch of damage and has total hacker cred. So a group of nerds that rollerblade and play video games on school nights accept him into their social clique. All these kids have cool hacker handles on AIM and IRQ like the Phantom Freak, PH, and Serial Killer. This takes about half of the school year. <laughs> During that time, Dane becomes infatuated with one of the groups, or one of the group who calls herself Acid Burn. 
but is named Kate by her parents, presumably. <laughs> she has an older dropout boyfriend who's intimidating to date because he drives a motorcycle and is older. <laughs> One member of the group, Joey, tries to prove that he is a dope hacker by breaking into the computer of a mineral company just to get some temp files. He attempts to download them on a floppy disk, but his mom makes a phone call and his internet is dropped during the file transfer. 3.5-inch floppy disk hold about 1.44 megabytes of data, so he probably couldn't get much of anything useful anyways. Using 1996 technology, the CSO of the mineral company, Eugene Belford, who calls himself The Plague, because he's obviously a cool dude, tracks Joey down and presses charges, which gets Joey arrested. Luckily for Joey, he gave the disk to Phantom Freak, PH, because he, some corrupt, corrupted half-downloaded files will prove that he is a hardcore hacker, dude. And when the cops search his apartment, they won't find anything. So Joey is released, but now law enforcement is watching him. So he doesn't do any more hacking. Phantom Freak gets shaken by the whole incident and does Matthew Lillard's character, Serial Killer, so they stop hacking. Kate is played by Angelina Jolie, so no matter how realistic I try to make this, she's still ridiculous. <laughs> She keeps hacking because she's got an older boyfriend with a motorcycle and that makes her bad, badass or something, maybe. She goes to the same BSS, BB, what, BBS? Bulletin board system. Oh, like old Facebook groups, which are old and old, only old people remember them. As Joey and, wait, Joey and Lives, or was it Joey and Lives? Oh, Joey and Kate live. Oh, and Joey and Kate live in the same area. Therefore, she is also watched by the CSO of the mineral company, the Plague, and law enforcement. Some heat comes down on the CSO guy for not sharing, or I'm sorry, not securing the company's system well enough. So he deflects the blame onto Joey and Acid Burns, saying that they are super hardcore and they have a virus called Da Vinci, which is real bad. The CSO runs the virus, which takes pennies from the mineral company's transactions, like in Superman 3 in Office Space. Literally. <laughs> In an effort to A, get some cash, and B, get the kids arrested. This backfires as the company has hired an auditor and the CSO is caught in the act, fired, and arrested. Wow, that took a fucking sharp left turn. Kate makes out with Dade at a party, but then pretends it never happened. Kate and Joey get married and move to Australia after attending a liberal arts college upstate together. Matthew Lewis' character... Serial killer fades into obscurity, just like Matthew Lillard himself. Very accurate. Phantom Freak, whose name is actually Ramon Sanchez, and Dade get jobs at the web development company after high school, and for a while they make serious bank, until the dot-com bubble bursts. They get back into the mid-2000s, though, and enjoy their jobs until retirement. They are both mentioned in Wired article for some software they created to monitor internal computer temperatures called Zero Cool. Dude... That was actually how hackers should have fucking ended. That's, that's how it goes. Bruh. That was fucking ridiculous. Like, fucking hackers. Yep. Honestly, I don't know if it's as ridiculous as hackers, as funny as this is. How ridiculous is that fucking movie? It's so ridiculous. Dude, like, watch. It's I think it's like 25-year anniversary. It's just ridiculous happened. how accurate it is. Oh, is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what hacking is today. We're going through a cityscape. Yeah, that's why it's so difficult, because not everyone owns a power glove. It's a unique system. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Jurassic Park. Anyways, thanks guys for listening in. We're gonna have more guests soon, and we're gonna have like obviously longer episodes because more people means more time. More people means more time. Uh, if you guys like what we're doing, give us a call on our phones. Yeah, I'm not putting the number on here. Yeah. So if you know us, just give us a well, call. I'll put mine. It's five five five. 
two, 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 five, six, one, two. That's actually Three. someone's number. Seven. Don't call that. Anyways, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. It's uh, Dream Laser Podcast. And uh, send us any comments on there if you want to get with us because that's how we talk to people on social media. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Later.